All right, are you guys ready to go right into uh, in do- the Doctor movie? Uh, uh, I'm ready. I just... Oh, sorry. Yeah. So. No, I didn't even read Dan's uh, predictions. Our predictions are spot on. Well, <laughs> we well, got more right than I thought. Well, yeah, more more right than you thought, but also very wrong at times. Right, fuck this! I'll just do this. <laughs> I don't know why I'm wasting your time right now with that. This is important. We need to get these cables tied. <laughs> What is the Feature Length Podcast? Anyone? Uh, the Feature Length Podcast is a show where three idiots talk about film and entertainment. Good answer! Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> hey, are you hey. talking to us? Yeah! <laughs> I'm talking to the voices in my head. Like, I truly, I truly don't know. It felt like a fever dream. I swear to God, I could not It sounds so stupid hearing that. <laughs> If you're listening to this, this is a podcast. Welcome back to the Feature Length Podcast. Welcome back to the Feature Length Podcast. Welcome back to the Feature Length Podcast, a podcast where we talk about movies and TV for a feature length of time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Feature Length Podcast. My name is Marco, and I'm joined today, as always, by Dan. Hello. And Carolina. Hello. So today, as you can tell by the title, we are talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the new release from uh, Disney. Who would have thought? Disney making movies, as per (laughs) usual. Uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, so typically, if you are a listener of this channel or not, either way, you should know that we typically don't really do new releases and partly that is because when we started this it was mid-pandemic and there were no such things as new releases to cover um but even since then we just don't really love to talk about new stuff that much unless it's something really really big that all three of us are super excited for and we feel like we can talk about so the only other one we've really done was the batman and uh this episode we're going to try to keep to a similar format that being we're going to start off with a full non-spoiler section where we will each go around, give our general thoughts on the movie. We're not going to talk about the plot at all, nothing, just general thoughts. And then we'll go do our personalized recommendations for who we think may or may not like it, at which point we will have a very clearly defined spoiler section and get into the nitty-gritty because there's lots of fun spoilery stuff to talk about in this movie. And we are going to end off by going through our our, uh, pre-written predictions that we kind of finished it up right before we went to see the movie. And um, spoiler alert... Most of them are wrong, but also there's there's a few nuggets in there that we got right, so that's very exciting. I actually yes. don't think I wrote a single thing that was correct. Well, to be fair, one of your four points was just that you didn't have anything to write. Yeah. So technically that is like intrinsically correct. True. Only you can that decide if that's correct. Better. Yeah, no, yes. that was right. Yeah. And also I think your fourth prediction was generic enough that it's also kind of correct. Yeah. In a way. I don't remember no, what true. Was. We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll yeah. Get into we'll get there. Um, yeah, so Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, just, you know, we all saw this movie uh, a few days ago, not that long ago, as of recording this. Um, so I'm going to turn it over. Which of you guys would like to go first and uh, give us your general thoughts? All right, well, much like the Batman episode, Carolina saw it before us. So <laughs> I think she should also uh, start this one. Sure. That's what Fair I was going to say. Um, yeah, so I liked this movie um i'm very happy that going into it i knew that sam raimi directed it and to expect something darker because although i'm not entirely familiar with his previous works other than obviously the spider-man trilogy that i had to watch for this podcast um but those weren't i had to (laughs) guys i had to (laughs) 
(laughs) But those weren't super dark other than, you know, a few key (laughs) scenes. Um, I'm thinking specifically of the the scene where the... Oh, God, you guys are going to hate me. The guy with the hands was getting off for Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so that was, like, probably the most horror-looking scene, and that's kind of the only, like, quote-unquote dark Sam Raimi that I knew personally. Um, But then seeing reviews in advance of watching this film, I kind of was warned that this was him really giving into his his dark filmmaking tendencies. And knowing that in advance, I loved it because I knew to expect it. I saw it with other people who did not really know to expect that kind of vibe and there was a lot of uh confusion but also general good thoughts um but yeah i kind of loved it i found it was almost campy in how horror driven it seemed to be at times and even like some obviously this isn't the no spoiler section but even just some lines of dialogue were like hilariously dark i don't even know how else to explain it um but i also just loved i don't think this is a spoiler but i loved how much rachel mcadams was in it because i'm obsessed with her um yeah no it was great the performances were amazing lizzie olsen freaking killed it i'm obsessed with her also i'm obsessed with everyone apparently but no the performances in this were great the the style was very specific but I think effective. And the story was also not at all what I expected, maybe because I only like watched the trailer one time and didn't really pay attention to it. So one um, key plot point that I think was in the trailers, maybe we'll talk about it in the spoilers perhaps. I like totally went over my head, Um, but yeah, it was was good. It was a great time. Um, I gave it 3.5 out of five on Letterboxd for reference. Nice. Ooh, a number score. Yeah. We should all do that, probably, for okay. consistency. But can we all have a different scale so it makes no sense? Yeah. I'm going to do out of 27. <laughs> okay, I'll do out of 69. God. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Am I next? Yeah, you can right. go next. I thought this movie was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is probably... I, I I think this might be Sam Raimi's best executed superhero movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, I will say I liked it the best. <laughs> yeah. Unironically. Like, yeah. There are, there's a lot of stuff to laugh about in the Spider-Man movies, and there's also a lot of stuff to laugh about in this movie, but I don't know why. For some reason, it works in this movie. This is a very Sam Raimi movie, um, so if you like that, you're going to like this movie, not to jump into recommendations too early, but also, like, if you're, if you're someone like me, who isn't a Sam Raimi Spider-Man fan, other than, like, the memes and just, like, <laughs> the culture around those movies you'll probably still like this movie because it's it feels like a well-executed version of what he was trying to do with those movies. It's also, even aside from just like talking about Sam Raimi, Doctor Strange, I, I feel like is at his best in this movie, uh, character-wise, like character writing-wise. I liked this a lot better than his first movie, which is just sort of a more generic, just a kind of generic introduction to the character. It was fine, um, but this movie is a lot bolder in its story and it's character writing as well. Wanda, same thing. You've already mentioned it, Carol, but she's excellent in this movie. She's yeah. like at her best uh, here as well. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's a hell of a ride. There's not much more I want to talk about without delving into spoilers, so I'll leave it there for now. But pretty much just to re- reiterate most of what Carolina said as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, a lot of my thoughts are going to end up coming out a bit more in the recommendation section because I have some things I want to flesh out in there. But I will stay say uh, just off the bat that, yeah, I 
Also love this movie. I had a great time with it. Oh, I didn't give a number score. Oh, give it Sorry. a number. Sure. Uh, I would give this probably like a, uh, a 20, 22 out of 27. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I love this. I would give it probably a uh, 59 out of 69 if I had to give it a number score. Nice. No. Uh, e- Fair. Everything you guys have said is true. This movie is an incredibly Sam Raimi movie. Um, we had talked a little bit, Dan, after the movie about how it it made me... We talked a lot about how this is like the redemption of yeah. a lot of... You know, like Toby got redemption, Andrew got redemption, this and now... Phase four is the, the phase of redemption. It's the phase of redemption, and I, I feel the same for Sam because I think he gets a really bad rap for those movies in terms of... Like we talked about in that episode, those movies fluctuate a lot in tone and how inconsistent they are and it's unfortunate because he is a very tonally consistent director in terms of the weird shit that he likes to do and you can tell those movies were kind of like you can't do that weird shit you know like you can do some weird shit but not all the time and anytime those movies are at their best it's when he's doing weird shit that's fun campy and not stupid um so and this movie is all just like it's it's this movie this entire movie is the doctor the doctor octopus scene yeah. but just like the whole movie oh yeah is that level of like style and energy and kineticness and i fucking loved it and you mean the guy with the arms yeah the guy yeah, with yeah. the arms who was also in a major motion picture like two months ago that you loved <laughs> and is one of your favorite mcu movies yeah the guy with yeah. the arms Wait, that, that was also directed Doc- by uh-huh. sam raimi right no. no way home ironically no, no it wasn't no. okay i don't know no, why i thought no. it was Never mind. It's directed by a guy named John Watts. One movie off from directing a movie with a bunch of characters that he directed before. <laughs> that he directed, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I just had a great time with this. And, you know, to to go right into, I guess, a little bit recommendations, because that's sort of the next big thing I think worth talking about is this movie actually, I think when it first came out, was a little bit mixed, and I think now has straight up gone to being, like, relatively considered pretty negative um, in, in the MCU online. Really? and Yes, and I want to talk about that because I think what it, I've had a lot of thoughts about this. Okay, I think what it comes down to is this, Marco. When do you not have a lot of thoughts? I know all I have are lots of all thoughts. All I have are negative thoughts. <laughs> Where's that from? Joker. Oh yeah, that's right. All I have are negative. Th- yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, so here's the thing. Without getting into spoilers, so many of the negative reviews, right? Everything that they're like listing. I'm like, this is all true, but it's all why I love the movie. Mm. And with the exception of, like, there's a couple things I want to touch on that I think are just straight up wrong and they've mischaracterized their criticisms, but I, I can't really touch on them in a non-spoiler way, so we'll get to that later. But for the most part, I would say, like, 99% of the really critical reviews I've seen that have been negative, I'm sort of like, everything you're saying is why I love this. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with where people are at with the MCU. And I was thinking about this, which is, there have really only been like three jumping on points for the MCU. In terms of, when I say jumping on, I mean like cultural impact of people going like, oh shit, maybe I should pay attention to this. Mm. So for people like myself, the very first movie, Iron Man, was that. Because as we're going to talk about in our next episode, um, all that existed before Iron Man was garbage. And so when (laughs) Iron Man came out, I was like, holy fucking shit. And I really like, started paying attention then avengers one was like i think the next cultural moment of people being like dark knight trilogy is done what is this how yeah. are there like 20 superheroes in the same movie which there's only like four but so funny to look back on 
that uh, was like considered a huge it was a big yeah. deal yeah <laughs> i also i can't i'll never get over the fact that dark knight trilogy ended before we even got or like in the same year that as we the got avengers, avengers. the it's first crazy. avengers movie yeah that trilogy's so old hey requisite uh, batman Discussion on, on the podcast. So uh, <laughs> no, I already mentioned it. Oh, oh yeah, perfect. The Batman review. So did you actually? Ah, so did I. So fuck us. Um, <laughs> it was supposed but, to be my turn. <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys. But I'm yeah, so I feel like both those jumping on points are sort of like in phase one. Okay. And for those of us that jumped on then, um, we had years of the slow burn very long play character arc almost like tv episodic where not necessarily a lot changes movie to movie but we're really telling a character story and we're fleshing it out and we're building to this big thing and then we got that big thing which is endgame and i think for those of us that have been there that whole time we are now in a place where we're kind of like just blow it all up fuck it like Mm -hmm. we literally dan and i leaving endgame we're like you could just stop making these movies yeah but they obviously won't and so i think we're all sort of on the same page about like just do weird shit that's, that's all I'm here for at this point. Exactly. But what I find fascinating is that I think Avengers Infinity War is the f- the, was the next jumping on point for people. That movie had such a big cultural impact of like, wait, this thing is coming to an end? What is it? And that was such a big, like, we're going to rewatch everything leading up to it. But I think there's this whole new group of people that their exposure to the MCU, like MCU fans on TikTok, for example, where it's like they're, they're only fans of the last three years and so i think they're expecting okay like what's the next thing what's the next thing that we're building towards what's the next like slow burn arc that we're doing and i think oh okay this movie is the antithesis of that and that's why we all love it but i think that's why so many people are having a problem with it um the best thing i can say when i was i was trying to think about a recommendation here here's a here's a litmus test do you like the brendan Fraser mummy movie because <laughs> this movie first of all who doesn't is, well some people don't but like this in its plot and in its tone are basically just the brendan fraser mummy movie and uh i love that movie and so if you are prepared for a brendan fraser mummy movie brendan fraser mummy movie if you're prepared for a a simple narrative very simple we'd set some stuff up like a, a lot of shit happens but the actual character motivations are incredibly simple and they just they're executed on okay like everyone gets their little thing and they follow that thing through to the end and then the change happens and then you know the movie and and but like lots of weird cool shit happens along the way if that sounds like your jam if you're in for a 90s adventure movie that's what this is this is a 90s adventure movie and it's a camp horror 90s adventure movie so like that's my recommendation to you if you're looking for civil war-esque stakes to the larger universe of the mcu we're done we've done that we did it we're doing something else now. So, you know, I'm sorry, but this might not be for you if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I'll just jump off that because I would mostly say the same thing. I think it's ironic because this is the first movie that officially deals with the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So it is it is ironic that, like, you just recommended it on the basis that if you're looking for something that doesn't build towards the larger movie universe, you'd probably like yeah. this a lot. Which is true. Um, only because unlike something like civil war or infinity war i would say the stakes have never been higher technically but it's the character like the character stakes yes rather than the plot stakes that are 
not unimportant. Like, there's good character stuff in this movie, but it's not world-building. It's not as world-building from the character side of things mm-hmm. as something like Civil War or Infinity War. It's fine. It's a very personal Doctor Strange-centric yeah. plot line, which is absolutely fine. Not only fine, like, that's... It's good. Perfect. That's good, yeah. It's more of a preference thing of, like, whether you want something, like, to reference Civil War again. That was a movie that pitted like 12 different characters against each other and and asked the question like where would each of these people fall on a certain topic like this is nothing as diversive as that which again is ironic because this movie is pretty diversive among uh marvel fans yeah um but if you are like us and you really appreciated endgame as like the grand finale of this whole universe and now you're just you're on board for like the wildest weird comic booky stuff that you can see just for like the hell of it just to have fun then i think you will you'll really enjoy this movie if not if you're looking for another if you're looking for phase four to be another phase one where we start real slow and build towards another like really really rock solid thanos type infinite infinity stone type saga uh we haven't really gotten that yet and i don't know if we will so definitely don't expect that from the movie, but it is just a very exciting and well-paced time. It's also, I think, one of the like one of the shortest recent MCU is, movies yeah. that it has that going for it too, and it's paced really well. So uh, if how, you how long you, was it? It's only two hours. <laughs> only yeah yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I know, I know. In comparison to what's coming out now, time, yes. Yeah. yeah. But okay, yeah. yeah, it did fly by though. It is. Yeah, so yeah. just to wrap this recommendation up, uh, if you fit all that criteria, I think you'll definitely get something out of this. I really, uh, before you go, Carol, I just want to touch on something you said because it ties to a direct criticism criticism of this movie that I think is just straight up wrong and mischaracterized, which is that this movie is, like, narratively bad. This movie is not narratively bad. It's just simple. Like... Yeah, And I think that's the problem is I think, like you said, like you get the Civil War and it's Cap and Iron Man and like, you don't deserve that shield. My father made that shield and like... Building on years Years, and years of like lore, lore and, yeah. and whereas this is just like, literally in the first 10 minutes of this movie, like Doctor Strange is having a conversation with someone and they blatantly just like look at the camera and state the theme of the movie. And I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, this is so wonderful. Isn't this great? There's a theme. He's going to learn something. Great. And then, like, there's another third character that also learns something, and it's paper thin. It is fucking just, it is literally the most generic learn something you could learn, and they learn it, and it's great. And the villain also, like, they just have their motivation, and they follow through on that, and then they learn something. Yeah, actually, be, like, we can't say why yet because we haven't gotten to spoilers yet, but for a specific reason, the villain of this movie is one of the best villains in just, like, a standalone MCU movie that we've gotten in a very long time. Yep, yeah. and it's based on not fucking 20 years of movies it's based on basically like one other thing and then this and they just they did it and they just told they had a little arc and they completed the little arc and we don't need to like get half movies while we wait and also just Mm -hmm. the other thing is like there's always a balance in superhero movies between sort of style and substance right and i feel like because the early 2000s were so bad that (laughs) just the years yeah years were so bad that once we kind of got nolan and the start of the mcu it very much was like really nailing the character stuff and letting the style fall to the wayside not that the style is bad but it just it was an afterthought to the character work which is totally fine those movies are incredible and we love those movies but like yeah well even with the mcu i mean they are one criticism that like is absolutely correct is that they 
very much have sacrificed style for the substance. Like my favorite aspect of the overarching storyline of the MCU is the character stuff. But 100%. as a result, they are all like the look of the, most of the movies is pretty much identical. Um, their directors don't really usually they don't really come through. Yeah. Um, in the final product, so that's why I you didn't know, know that... the director of the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, because it's just generic white guy John yeah. Watts, yeah. who's yeah. literally made nothing but an indie movie, and now three Spider-Man movies for the MCU. Like, well, I don't even mean like, I can see his influence on the performances. It's more like I don't see the director's influence on like the camera work, yes, or the color yeah. palette. Those are all pretty much the same movie to movie, which sucks. Um, but the one, well, not the one. Well, like, it helps one keep the, it cohesive, which I think is their ultimate. At goal. least it's cohesive. Yeah. At the very least, it is consistent. So it's like you are watching the same universe across all these movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, one other genuine good thing that has come from them is like their ability for like long form storytelling yeah. and actual characters that we care about. So yeah, that that is there is a trade off for sure. Totally, you're, you're talking with that with the Nolan movies, but especially with oh yeah, these especially movies. within the MCU. And, and to your point, Carol. I think it's intentional because, yeah. yeah, they're trying to have that cohesion, which is fine and dandy, but that's why I'm kind of happy that now that it's like we did that, like this to me, I said this to Dan, and I'll leave it here and I'll turn it over to Carol, but this to me feels like you were for however long going to a comic book store and you were picking up a comic every month and the comic was called the MCU and every month you picked it up and there was like a different move, a different story um, but it was written by the same writer and drawn by the same artist and they were in charge of this comic whatever this comic is for however long and then they finished their run and now a different writer and artist just took over the book and i think that's why this is so divisive is because just like whenever that happens in comics even though there's tech even though it's still the same story and there's still elements being carried over it's different and so people go what the fuck is this this isn't what i've been experiencing and it's like well Sucks to suck, man. This is what we're doing now, so get on board. Well, I I would even... Sorry, Carol. We'll, no, go ahead. You've been waiting to do your recommendation. That's fine. But one more thing. I'll take a med That's, break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a really good comparison. I would even actually go as far as to say it's more like just a new artist steps in. Because sure. the story, now that I think about it, it's really not too... Compared to some of the more standalone MC movies, like the Ant-Man movies or the early Thor movies, like, it's not even too, com- like, complex. complex. It's not too complexity different yeah. from stuff like those. It, it's, it feels pretty consistent to a lot of the other MCU movies, or even, like, uh, Shang-Chi, which recently yeah, came totally. out. Yeah, totally. It's more, for me, the art style, or, I mean, when I say art style, I mean, like, the editing and camera work, which, in a comic book equivalent, would just be the, the artist. artist. yeah. So it really is just, like they got a new person to draw the the art and and it's like what is this this is mm-hmm. i'm not used to this like this is a totally different thing it, it's basically i think it's mostly that what we're seeing in the yeah the reviews and just like how traditional mcu fans are viewing this movie mm-hmm. so now for context before i give my recommendations um as alluded to i have been watching these films since you know phase one but I've I've been a, definitely a more casual viewer. Like there are handfuls of films that I have skipped and truly don't miss. Like I haven't seen any Thor except for Ragnarok, um, and just you know another handful of things that I've totally yeah. just missed out on and don't miss. I've never done a full watch through. I never will. So I am I am an OG, but like a casual 
OG fan. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. So, so my recommendation is you'd probably like like if you don't give a shit about Marvel, obviously you won't like this. But I will say, yeah, other than liking Marvel, you should probably like campy horror, like dumb stuff, like even like Friday the 13th vibes. Like, I feel like that is a good touchstone um, for some things that happen in this film. Um, you should At any pro- point, does someone punch someone's head off in this movie? Because <laughs> I wish. We got pretty, I mean, we got like, pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> I will say there were some uh, things that felt like they had similar stakes um, and consequences. States. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what else you would have to like for this. I think in general, if you like Marvel, you won't hate this film. Because as I said, like it did fly by. It never felt like a waste yeah. of time. It was funny. The performances were great. You should probably like... I mean, I guess liking WandaVision is probably too much because, like, the the tones are so different for those two shows, mm-hmm. so I don't even think that really has anything to do with one another. Um, but I like how it plays on the story from that show, which obviously I won't get more into. Um, but, yeah, so in general, if you like Marvel, you like horror, you like Sam Raimi, you'll probably like it. So kind of similar recommendations, but... I don't know. I yeah, could be I wrong. So. You might watch it and like all those things and still hate it. Who knows? I don't think so. I feel like most of the reviews I've seen have been pretty consistent about that. If yeah. you like, again, I like honestly, just go watch dumb camp horror from the '90s. And like, if you were, yeah. if you enjoy any of that, you will probably like this movie. And I actually, some criticisms have said it's like, well, the MCU has just gotten so big that you need to see everything. I don't. I disagree no. with that. I think this movie is actually incredibly standalone like it's it's you know what i will say the one thing about having the multiverse idea now is in one way it kind of lowers the stakes because you know that all of these characters exist in their different timelines that in theory like anyone could die in this movie yeah but then you know that now that we're exploring these different multiverses it doesn't mean we'll never see them again so in that way i don't know it it just felt less like oh my god someone's gone forever vibes i agree kind of because that's always a general criticism and this is why by the way like comics need to reboot themselves because you always (laughs) just get to a point where it's like it's all bullshit and you need to like consolidate the bullshit but um, I think with this movie, and I mean, we'll get into it in spoilers, but there's a plot element of this that kind of fixed that problem for me a little sure. bit, which we'll talk about. But yeah, there's something that's introduced in this movie that kind of made it so that way there still are consequences, regardless of the fact that there is a multiverse. And so it's not just like, if someone died, we could just go and grab another version of that character and then it'd be no problem. Like, no, like there are consequences, there would be consequences to that. And the- that's kind of part of the plot of the movie, which is interesting um and even that to me was like a step beyond narratively in terms of what i was expecting like when that happened i was like oh you thought about this okay (laughs) you you really didn't have to think about it like you could have just kept doing wacky shit but you actually did think about it so thanks thanks for that well i've always even i've never really understood that rationale anyway of like once you introduce a multiverse there are no stakes for your characters because those alternate reality versions of one character are all different people with a different soul and like i would still not want my reality's character agree die. Agreed. well yeah i'm not saying no consequences i'm just saying like personally as like 
a fangirl of maybe like one certain character or actor just knowing that i will be able to see them again even if they are completely different like that's good enough for me you know what i mean just not that like because like you know like chris evans's run as captain america ended and it's like now we're never gonna see him again you know and like that kind of sucks but yeah so i'm just saying like in that way it just it means they can kind of do anything and it can be you know explained as another timeline and so you'll be able to maybe see that person again just in that way but obviously like there are still stakes because like still in the universe we're exploring obviously things change and people disappear or whatever like yeah there are still stakes just less so if you're a fangirl of certain actors or whatever (laughs) oh for the for the actor themselves yeah Yeah, like there's a chance that you'll be able to see them again or it's just that the character will play a role in the plot even Mm -hmm. after they supposedly die but yeah it, it, it is different if you're separating like the presence of the character and like the actual their soul compared to like an alternate reality versions of them yeah, totally their their experiences and their memories and stuff see and that yeah I'm, i kind of had this problem a little bit with endgame was just because not spoiler alert for avengers endgame <laughs> like like the fact that the thanos that we fight in that movie is technically not our thanos like it is our thanos but it's our thanos from a handful of years ago which is still fine because like well they actually they did kind of cover the tracks there though in this very specific instance because they uh, they wrote in a way for him to relive all of the most significant memories from our thanos so he basically was in the end and that's why i'm more okay with that because i was like okay you kind of made him he's not just showing up like so what happened it's like no he knows but still but yeah but that's sort of the problem again of just if right of when you're just pulling people from other places comics are worse see i feel like with a movie right because you have actors that are acting and giving performances let's say there was a character in this movie that probably died but then another version of that character shows up in the future played by that actor that character because it's a performance could be distinct enough to where you understand as a fan that we're not just doing a one-to-one replacement that this is their own individual character the problem in comics though is because you are responsible for the interpretation they really do sometimes just be like we swap them out with this one and like <laughs> just do the legwork and make it make sense i hate that because it sucks all, all of the especially because all the characters around them pretend like it never happened like that's not the yes! same person i know that's I hate not it. that's not your friend that's a stranger from a different universe <laughs> this is a person you have never spoken to in your life yeah, yeah i fucking i hate that um that always yeah. annoys me it's way worse than comics but yeah all right. Uh, do you guys have any other final non-spoiler thoughts before we get right into spoilers? No, I want to get to the spoilers. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Me too. I will just say my, my final, final, final thought was that I described this person to someone who hasn't seen it as Marvel's first like cult classic movie. Mm. This is a movie that you're not going to like unless you fucking love it. And like, if you are in on that, if you're in on the, the, the joke and the energy of it, and this is for you, you will absolutely adore it, flaws and all. There are definitely flaws, but even the flaws, like we talked about, <laughs> were enjoyable flaws yeah. because they were from Sam Raimi, and so it was fine. So um, this is Marvel's first cult classic. Go give it a, a watch if you dare. If you dare. <laughs> That's very Sam Raimi. <laughs> All right. Actually, wait. Yes. One more thing before we do this. Okay. I think in the end, it was probably actually a good call that Sam Raimi stepped in to direct this movie. I agree. Because while I, I, like, I was very excited to see a straight-up horror-esque movie from the MCU, and, like, uh, we, we always knew that was never going to fly anyway. Like, that would never happen. But 
the fact that Scott Derrickson, director of the first Doctor Strange movie, eventually stepped down because Marvel didn't want to make his version of it, which is like apparently too risque or like scary. Um, and then Sam Raimi stepped in. I do think it was for the best because what we got was something that tried to be scary kind of but in the funniest way possible which actually probably while it was satisfying also fits into the larger mcu better than just like a random straight up horror movie as much as i would have wanted that it would have come out of nowhere yep um so i do think it was kind of a blessing in disguise not even in disguise it was just a blessing it was a blessing like (laughs) to bring sam remy on for this you i don't know how you make especially a character like dr strange it's all about magic like you need to do camp horror for that. Like, it, it, it would be so weird if there was, like, a movie, like, fucking Hereditary, but it's Doctor <laughs> Strange. Like, that wouldn't... I don't want that. Like, yeah, camp horror, weird monsters, weird fucking magic fights and shit that are ultra-violent. Like, that's awesome. But, yeah, like, Scott Derrickson, you should, they should have just let him, like, make... They should have... Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Let him make that Moon Knight. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yes. Yeah. I just... Before we get to spoilers, we'll okay. get there. Uh, last, very last thing... This movie is, like, in the news because, like, oh, like, I can't believe it was only rated PG-13. Like, people are freaking out about that. Really? Just to be clear, this is, this is a, admittedly, like, you know how people say something's, like, a hard R? Like, it's very, very graphic or whatever? Yeah. Like, this is a hard PG-13. Like, yeah, there's violence and blood and stuff in it, but, like, it's PG-13. Like, I took my 15-year-old brother to see this. He was completely fine. He had a blast. I doubt anyone over the age of 13 would really have a problem but if you're a parent listening to this for some reason like just do the legwork and go watch the movie and decide whether or not your kid would have a problem with it like i don't know maybe i'm sure there are kids that would i think most people would probably be fine with it though so yeah because the next thing up is 14a and that's way too high that's way too high for this yeah also one more thing before we get into the spoiler section um i will say if for some reason by the end of the movie you really have to pee waiting for the second post credit scene is a waste of time just go pee that's a hot that's take. what i'll say we'll talk about that are you later. kidding I with that if I you desperately need to pee you're telling me it's worth it to sit through the <laughs> yes. credits just well, to no. watch that wait, wait, second wait. scene after the first post credit scene just go pee and true come back. i mean you can just the yeah, credits are credits. like 10 minutes long you have so much time to go pee and well come if back. you have a full theater and everyone runs out to pee and there's a line you might not everyone at the same time hey for women it's a serious problem that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So, All I'm saying, saying watch the post credit scene. The post credit um, scene is still very like just look it up online if you're yeah, gonna miss that's, it. Yeah, it's, it's like fine, but I'm a little like we really sat through ten minutes of credits for that. Like it's like, like fine. <laughs> but yeah, okay, that's fair. That's totally. It, I liked I it better than the first post credits. I did too, actually. Oh my gosh. But because that's because the first one, I was like, I don't know what the fuck yeah. is happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't either. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. All right, spoilers. Spoilers. Okay, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. John motherfucking Krasinski. Okay. Oh yeah, we're starting. Uh, I'm so happy you guys <laughs> also made me watch the Fantastic Fours beforehand because I wouldn't have known who Reed Richards was that at one, all. Yeah, that one. It's appropriate to say. Hey, like we made you watch them and yeah. you didn't want to watch them because yeah. okay, those did, are those moves. I did not want to watch the Spider-Mans either, to be honest. I would have been fine dying without seeing them. <laughs> dying without seeing them. I don't care. Wow. Yeah. It's a Sorry. right It's a hot take. I've it's seen the memes, that's enough. Well, I mean, yeah. You gotta see where they come from though. <laughs> the context is key to all of this. Nah. Anyway, yeah, John Krasinski's in this movie as Mr. Fantastic. We did it. We made it happen, the it's internet. Crazy. That, I couldn't believe because 
Me either. <laughs> because, like, that was such a fan casting. Yeah. So the fact that he actually made it in. Also, like, like look at him getting that Marvel fans. money now. Jesus. Okay, we need to talk about the, the larger ramifications of this. So, yeah. First of all, yeah, we'll, we'll just say, I actually, a uh, big positive I have for this movie is that it wasn't overly multiverse Like, it was mostly a fun horror movie with, spoilers, Scarlet Witch as the villain, which yeah. was cool. Great choice, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that character stuff. But I like how the Illuminati part of the movie was just, like, in the middle. It was like, we're doing the Illuminati thing, here's all your cameos, they all fucking die, yeah. and then we're just <laughs> on with the rest of the movie. And also, I, I got... Like, I didn't write this down as one of my predictions, but I predicted the Illuminati wrong in my head. I thought the Illuminati was going to take place in, like, this weird interdimensional area that it doesn't take place with the You did the write that and... down. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. Well, either way. <laughs> and, and I thought the Illuminati itself would be made up of characters from different universes. Mm. But it turns out the Illuminati is... It's only a thing in this one particular universe that Doctor Strange travels to. Yeah. So it is an interdimensional Illuminati, but not in the sense that I was thinking. And so, like, all, all this to say, even the even the presence of the Illuminati in this movie surprised me a little bit. Yeah, it was cool. It's a really cool choice. And yeah. the people on the, the Illuminati. Yeah. What a team. Yeah. Blackagar it... Boltagon. That was hilarious. Yeah. Also, what a name. Um... Yeah, okay, so there was a Captain America, which was, Peggy. like, yeah. Captain Britain. Yes. Technically. Yes. Okay, sure. And then there was a Captain Marvel, who was her yeah. friend. Yes. And then John Krasinski. Reed Richards. Yeah. And then. Stretched exactly once. Old bald man from uh, X-Men. Come on, you know his name. Professor X, Professor Carol, come on. <laughs> um, not just any Professor X. The specifically old one. the '90s cartoon <laughs> Professor X, because yes. when he rolled up in his goddamn yellow hover chair, oh they played God. the '90s animated theme song, and I, Dan, and I, in that moment, no one, no Sir one else in the theater Patrick gave a shit. Stewart. <laughs> Everyone. Well, I only gave a shit because how specific of a prediction that was from you, and you got it right. I, yeah. dude, that it wasn't in fact the X Men movies. Charles Xavier, technically, it was... But it was played by... It was played, played by, by him, yeah. but it was the animated show's version of him. I was so happy. I have a question, actually. Okay. In the movie, he wears a very distinct, like, black turtleneck outfit. Do you remember? Steve yes, Jobs? when he's, like, walking around in, in the, the, in the, the white Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is, like, very much a Steve Jobs fit. Um, <laughs> does he, in the cart, is that, like, his signature outfit or something? I did not watch enough of the cartoon to know. Okay. Because it was very, it was very specific. I yeah. had to assume that it was like something he wore a lot in the cartoon. It has to be. I know for sure his suit and hover chair were yes. Uh, and also, once the theme song started playing, I was like, "My yeah, God, Danny course. Elfman, our, <laughs> our Lord and Savior." Danny Elfman but went off on this movie. You went. Yeah. Off. Well, Marco and I, when the the end credits came up, we had just found out then that Danny Elfman scored yeah, this movie. We didn't even realize that going in. Hell yeah, Danny, the boy. Which makes sense because it's Sam Raimi. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is um, this the first time they've reunited since uh, Spider-Man Three? Maybe. I mean, what is the only thing Sam Raimi's done since then was that Wizard of Oz movie that nobody saw <laughs> with so, James Franco. With James Franco, I saw that. He might have done that. Actually. Oh, you saw that? I saw that in theaters. <laughs> is it good? Uh, I don't remember, so probably not. <laughs> okay, yeah, probably not. I, I mean, don't remember a, thinking it was great. It looked bad. There is a chance Danny Elfman might have scored that, actually, so. Yeah. But even that was a while ago. A long time ago. 
like 10 years but yeah i mean to see the illuminati that was i'm also grateful you guys told me about the illuminati uh in advance uh because i also had a friend who i was watching it with when they said the name of the group she's like she burst out laughing (laughs) because she thought they made it up just for the purposes of this film because obviously we only know the illuminati is like i don't know the secret society of rich people that is probably fake the lizard people (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I was like, no, it's like from the comics. I, I know that because, you know, I have people who told me not because I actually know myself. Um, but yeah, Classic. it was good. I knew that in advance. There was a nice reveal, too, when they're uh, they're talking and he's like, so like, who's the group here? Is it the Avengers? Is it S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. Whatever, or whatever. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, the Illuminati. And I was like, hell yeah, we're doing it. Um, but also <laughs> in that universe that they go to, Christine, yeah. his once in future love, works at the Baxter building, which is where Reed oh. Richards works, which they said that right. first, and that's I mean, as soon as they said that, Dan and I were like, ah, Baxter! <laughs> Baxter building, Reed Richards! Yeah, so that is that building that we saw, they were that was like the Baxter building? Then? I guess. I guess that's their headquarters in that universe. The Illuminati HQ? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, considering Mr. Fantastic is on the team, that Hell makes yeah. sense. And he's John Krasinski. And he's John um, Krasinski. Which, let's talk about quickly, just since we're here, and then <clears throat> we can actually talk about like the rest of the movie, because yeah. this very much is like, <laughs> like a little middle section. Yeah, like a very little middle section. <laughs> yeah. I do, you know, as far as I know, from just insiders on the internet and stuff, at this point, sort of post the movie, um, what's going to happen with the Fantastic Four movie is still totally up in the air at Marvel. And so I think this was like a litmus test. Oh, are they like, making another one? Like for yeah. Marvel in the MCU. They yeah. announced that, yeah. And they I just feel so like John they Watts, rebooted it so many times already. Oh, they have. I know. They have, yeah. Which <laughs> and we'll the last one was week. so bad. Next week, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, Dan yeah. and I We're forgot. We're doing a whole other episode. But... Just how bad. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, like it, it's so funny because a week before like Doctor Strange came out, John Watts, who made the Spider-Man movies, he was attached to direct the Fantastic Four movie, okay? Mm. And a week before this movie came out, he got fired or he quit. Who knows? Creative differences. Someone left somehow. Uh, And I... Someone left. Kevin Feige left. Kevin Feige (laughs) left. And I texted our friend Rachel, and I was like, Rachel, (laughs) do you think there's any chance that this means that maybe he was never actually directing the movie? Maybe... This whole time, John Krasinski is going to star and direct, because he's a director in the Fantastic Four movie. And this was all a long con, and we're going to find out he was in Multiverse of Madness. Because if they ever announced that he was directing Fantastic Four... We would know. We'd be like, okay. So, that's a possibility, I believe, technically. But nobody really knows for sure. There's also... I remember hearing that, like, there were some rumors that whatever Fantastic Four we see in this movie, because people weren't sure that that wouldn't be the MCU Fantastic Four, that they would recast and do something different. I don't know. It's all up in the air, but that would be really cool if he comes back to star and direct as Reed Richards. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I don't really like him as Reed Richards. I, like, love him as a person, and I've liked him in everything else I've seen him in, but just, like, he's, like, I don't know, like, too cool, almost, and, like, too hot. Is it because your memory is tainted by the shitty... And and the other what's his name from the other two know. movies? I liked the guy from the first movie. I like the guy. from I the think first he's movie the too. perfect you Reed do? Richards. I like the entire cast of the first movie. I yeah. just think, but like as their characters, yeah, they're just not given anything to do. But like, I think <laughs> I, given, I he's not. a great Reed Richards. I think he works. I I mean maybe that's why I think that John Krasinski is the best yeah. Reed Richards so far. But like, yeah, he's fine. I I don't. I, but okay. then, like, who the would be the cool guy, Human Torch, it. that's cooler than John Krasinski? 
Well, there's different types of cool. Like he's not like he's not like a <laughs> hothead cool. Yeah. He's like a suave classy. But here's the problem, cool. right? Is Reed Richards from a characterization standpoint is supposed to be a dick. Like his whole <laughs> thing in the in the Marvel universe and comics and stuff is that like he's a smart cocky asshole and like nobody fucking likes him and mm. I just can't see John Krasinski being unlikable. Right? Which like I mean, granted, he is a talented actor. He's a talented yeah. director. If they pull it off, they pull it off. I have no problem with that. But yeah, like to a certain extent, like like Miles Teller was again from a casting perspective, not bad casting because I fucking hate him. And I want to punch him in the face. Yeah. Um, and even the first guy, I think, does a decent enough job of like just kind of being self-absorbed and, and an asshole. And so he's just doing his Reed Richards thing. But like, yeah, John, like it was cool to I see know, him. He in wasn't. This. He wasn't enough of an asshole for me. That's fair. I mean, he's more just like a dork, like an yeah, idiot yeah. dork. Okay, fair, fair. But, yeah, fair. But, uh, like, yeah, I just, I don't know, like, and also, I mean, to be fair, though, this is also supposed to be a universe where, like, pretty much everything ends up going right, and it's like a paradise universe, so the True. idea... Like we were talking about before, our version of uh, John Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic, could behave completely differently. Yeah. Because he's a different is. soul, right? Maybe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This so... is, I think this is just more to test John Krasinski like willingness in, in the costume yeah. in the role like in the movie as mr fantastic sure which i'm sure everyone wanted anyway so i don't really know why they had to test it but i don't know i know they did talk about wanting to do a more diverse fantastic forecast for the mcu version so like i mean that's still fine you could have him be married to someone that's a person of color and it doesn't you know like it hey they he did it himself... in the 2015 yeah, to great effect. That was really powerful storytelling, the way that subplot worked out. Um, but regardless of what happens, it's cool that we at least saw him in this. If yeah. he literally never comes back, at least we got this. At yeah, least we got this canon. scene. It's fine. It's official. In some universe, he is John Krasinski. That's cool. Yep. But even, I don't know how they would, I don't know how they would recast without breaking the rules that they've set up, because they've established that every person in every reality looks the same. Mm. Which is unfortunate because what are they going to do about Professor X? Because there's no, there's not a chance in hell that Patrick Stewart is going to be well, alive can, to play Professor X. They might bring in the younger one. Oh, like a... Um, time travel and multi-universe mm, thing yeah. where they... Oh, like they... Yeah, yeah. Like bring in the rebooted ones as a multiverse and write those into the MCU. Alright, you sold me. Yeah, they could do that. <laughs> they could do that. Fair. Yeah, because I know who it is, and I'm also forgetting his name, but he's a very talented he's great. actor. James McAvoy. Like James McAvoy. James McAvoy. There we go. Hot take. I prefer McAvoy and Fastbender to Patrick Stewart and what's his name? Ian, Ian McKellen. McKellen. Like, I think okay. they are both fantastic, but like the scenes with McAvoy and Patrick Stewart in I First think... Class are just like... Yeah, I think I like them the same. I don't think I can choose a favorite, but they... I just... I'm happy with how well uh, they found two actors with phenomenal. not only good chemistry, but matching chemistry <laughs> to the older versions of their characters. Exactly. Totally. Totally. I agree. Okay, let's talk about this actual movie the now. The plot? Yeah. Okay. D- did we know that Miss Marvel was in it or no? Like the... You mean America? Yeah. Is she not Miss Marvel? That's not That's not Miss Marvel. Unfortunately, oh, there's another was. little girl. Yeah, no. There's another little girl? Yes. Wow. So many little girls. I didn't see the trailer for Miss Marvel. Uh, is that Kamala Khan? Yeah. Is that her name? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Khan. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that is a different Anyway, character. so America, did we know she was in it? Yes, but I couldn't nobody remember if there was a little a girl in the trailer. I didn't know who she was. I just saw her yeah. in the trailer. But... America is a relatively new comics creation that exists 
and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like because of diversity and trying to create more diverse characters and stuff mm. like that, right? She obviously has gay parents, and uh, I believe her herself in the comic is also maybe gay? Question mark. I don't know. She had she's a, a relatively pin yeah. On her jacket. She's a relatively uh, new character. She's at least an um, ally. Yes, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so they they brought her into this. Um, you know, she's she's. Probably the weakest part of the movie for me, but I try not to rag on, like, little children actors, because <laughs> that's not very nice, and she is fine, but I just, you know. I think it's fine, considering she's, like, like a tertiary character. Exactly. She's not even, like, a secondary character. But she's character, a tertiary character, but she's also, like, so important. Well, she's plot important. <laughs> yes! Yeah, that's she's what a I mean. MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah, she's literally just a thing in this movie, basically. So it doesn't. Yeah, matter that's that a good much. way to put it. Yeah. Okay. One. Uh. One thing I do really like uh, something about her design was that like the way she opens multiversal portals mm-hmm. is like a, a star, and I just like the way that looked. A yeah, lot. it was cool. It was fun. Okay. See, Very comic and bookie. a lot of people like that. I don't know why, but I thought it was so tacky. <laughs> The star. So did Miguel. Yeah. Miguel absolutely. Miguel also didn't like that. Yeah. Miguel was like, "Are you show. fucking kidding me?" Okay, I'm glad <laughs> I, I have like at least lot. one person who agrees with yeah. me. I liked it because that came first, and then she like she either made or found a jacket with star patterns to just like make in a yeah, superhero yeah, yeah. identity yeah. out of that. Yeah, it was cool. I think it's fine. It totally works. I know. At the end of the day. At least it's something other than a giant circle. Like, we've done giant circles, we've seen giant circles. Do we know if she's getting any, like, movie or show of her own? Uh, I don't think so, although there have been rumors with a lot of the stuff going on in Disney+, Plus that they might end up doing, like, a Young Avengers-type movie with, like, Yelena and a bunch of those other characters, and it's possible that she would be on a Young Avengers team. Okay. So that's possible. That, I also imagine she's probably going to be in the next uh, Doctor Strange movie. You got to think any anywhere <laughs> there's a multiverse, I think she'll be found. And I also there are rumors that maybe they are building towards something, and maybe it is Secret Wars, which is a big multiversal event. In which case, she would be very important to True. that as well. So oh, actually, and at the end of this movie, she's shown training at Comertage. That's so right. I want her to be. find her parents. And she has to find her parents. I'm yeah. sure that'll come. They've opened a lot of stuff. They've set up a lot of stuff for, like, her own little story arc down the line. Yeah, because even sure. though she was just an object in this, like, I did appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can say it. Um, yeah. I did appreciate, like, even the one moment we got of her backstory and how she lost her parents mm-hmm. in that, like, one universe where you could see your memories or whatever. Um, right, that yeah. did tug at my heartstrings. We yeah. know I love that. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely invested in where we go from here with her story. Even Me too. though I don't like the stars. But it is also like an interesting <laughs> plot device to have her not have multiversal identities. Like, it's just yeah, like, I like what? that a lot. That it's was fun. really cool. Like, yeah. I like the idea of a character born outside of like between universes. Yep. Yeah. And she, so she yeah. literally is unique because she has no other uh, alternate reality versions of herself. And I will it's say I appreciated fun. her introduction with like it being the dream and then her revealing mm-hmm. that in dreams you're going to other universes so that like they actually lived that together. That was very cool. I really like that too. That was a fun little like thing. And then it also comes back in one of my favorite cheesy but fun lines when he's talking to the Doctor Strange he doesn't know is evil yet and he's like have you ever had a dream where you're falling and you like wake up and he's like yeah that was probably me and that's like his big like i'm an evil badass reveal moment and i was like oh that's fun yeah good good for you um but that was cool i, I like 
the whole opening scene I thought was great because it just like you just it was. start it was and exciting. you're like yeah and like the first line of dialogue is in Spanish and I was like are we in the right theater like what the <laughs> fuck is happening right now like this is so weird but it was great it was a nice in media res Ex- yes exactly exactly also I like how Doctor Strange as he's about to take her powers. Like, he, he repeats a line that he said before about, like, this is the only way. Like, there's yeah. no other way to do this. Yeah, it, well, it's when he gave the time stone away to Thanos. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly the moment when he Which does. plays a, a theme in this movie as well. Exactly. And that's why I think it works so well. And it was such a... It was a fun callback in the moment. I was like, okay. And then when we get the scene after, which I alluded to in the intro, when Christine just stares into the camera and says, you always have to be the person <laughs> holding the knife. And I was like, bingo, got it. Uh... <laughs> But, like, not, and I don't mean that in, like, a derisive way, like... I thought you were, I'm, when you said, like, the thing she says to screen that explains <laughs> the whole film, I thought you were going to say her just asking him if he was happy. <laughs> I guess that's that's sort of, like, the B-plot. Yeah. So she kind of has both. She sets well, up Well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, really. There really isn't a strong, this is what I mean about it being a simple story, like, it's all just sort of one thing that then resolves. Like, there's not, we're not cutting to, like, a different location to see, like... What's it's really just like Wanda trying to get this thing and strange and by this thing I mean person and strange <laughs> trying to help this person and this we poor characters this poor yeah <laughs> um yeah and it's it's very simple but I think it's well executed it's a nice little hero arc which I always love I like when you can do a nice little hero arc and uh, yeah especially for Doctor Strange because continuing off his last movie it's uh, this and his last movie aimed to humanize him basically. Yeah. That's and, what this is. And I, I, and it can be a tough thing to, especially like, like my favorite Doctor Strange appearance outside of this movie was Infinity War, like we've talked about, but it's because he is like the ultimate badass. And he is, in that movie, he is very objective. Because yes. Because he has to be. Because he has to and be. And now in this movie, he's feeling the ramifications of that choice. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's a nice, it's nice. It's not overly complex, but it, it works. And yeah, I really like it. Um. And it lets you do a whole bunch of funky, cool shit around it, which is always the best. All right, we gotta talk about Wanda. Yeah, we should dial back now, and uh... we we really gotta get this Wanda thing out because this is the other criticism people are saying that I fundamentally disagree with, which is that there are people that are insisting that this character turn makes no sense after WandaVision, and what? I'm like, did you watch? That's literally WandaVision. what WandaVision is about. Yeah. She like, she brainwashed an, an entire community because of this one ideal that yes. she just can't achieve. It's, it's, 100%. It's really not too far. For, okay, so And to she explain, had to lose the love of her life all over again. <laughs> yes. And her children. Yeah, so she even worse now. She basically kill the children. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in case you haven't watched WandaVision. Which you um, should, because that was so you good. Should. It's good. You should. It's, it's the best my favorite, show. yeah, favorite it is Marvel the best show. Marvel show. So in that show, just to sum it up, Wanda is dealing with the death of Vision from Infinity War, where she had to basically kill him to destroy the infinity stone before thanos got it even though thanos ended up reversing time and getting the stone and then re-killing vision <laughs> oh, god so, so good so he died twice in front of her and then we pick up with her in wandavision and she has brainwashed an entire small town of people to basically live out this fantasy where her and this community and a made-up recontextualized version of vision that she conjured basically mm-hmm. are living this happy sitcom-esque life With and they even children. have two children yeah. eventually later in the show um so that show ends with her having to basically give all of that up and there's like a she has her own like she goes through an arc in that show but then it leaves off in a place where 
she's learned what she did there was wrong, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she's stopped caring about trying to get her children back. And that's where we pick up with Wanda in this movie. Yeah. Um, so, because we're now deep into spoilers, we can say she is the main villain of this movie and her motivation is to travel to a universe where her children are real and live in that universe with her children. And that's what sets the plot. Well, but also she has now learned like dark magic from that true yeah she's she's now the she calls herself the scarlet witch officially like and that's also what i don't get about people saying she doesn't have enough motivation they even say just you reading the book makes you Mm -hmm. evil so even if for some reason all of that trauma wasn't enough motivation for her to do this just Mm -hmm. her reading the book should then be enough Right. I totally agree. And also, the last shot of WandaVision is her reading the book. So yeah. it's not even like there's the this way, plot element. Like We see the, the the book is, it's called The Darkhold, right? Yeah, The Darkhold. Yeah, okay. I forgot the name. Um, just because we've been saying the book. And <laughs> yeah. if you haven't seen it, you'll, you won't have any idea what, and this is what we're I'm, talking about. This is what I meant about the mummy having the same plot. Because like in the Brendan Fraser mummy, there's also like a book of the dead and like the book of the living or whatever. And like they're, they need, like they use the book of the dead to bring the mummy back. And then they need to find the book of the living to kill the mummy. And like that is literally the plot of this movie basically. Yeah. So that's why I thought it was a good comparison. But I will agree with you guys 100%. Um, I, I don't like, it does make perfect sense. Like she was going through this trauma. What I like about it is this, right? WandaVision was her not understanding her powers like the majority of that show she doesn't even necessarily fully realize that she's doing what she's doing it's almost like this power is like doing the thing and it's not until she's told that she's like holy shit I'm doing this but what I like about that is like we talked about the fact that she now realizes she has this power and she still feels the loss for the things that she has lost and what she turned to was this evil dark magic like yeah, maybe if she had just went to Doctor Strange or whatever, he could have helped her down a different path, but that's not what happened. What happened is she went down this other path and started exploring this dark magic. And so when we find her here, it's the same Wanda with all that power and motivation, but just corrupted because she's learning from the wrong thing. And also, like, Wanda, as introduced in the beginning of the MCU, was a villain. Like, Mm -hmm. she is not known for making the best choices. (laughs) Like, she is all about just, like going with her emotion and like what she feels like is the right thing to do in that moment and so yeah she turned to this thing that ended up being bad i don't know i think it makes perfect sense i think, I think it's also partially because elizabeth olsen herself is just so likable too and sometimes sure. like she is a great actress and honestly in this movie she is such a badass i like mm-hmm. the scene of her like bleeding from the head like yeah. dragging her leg through that underground tunnel oh, so good <laughs> amazing so, so good, good. Such Terminator oh, vibes. It's so, so good. Okay, something, something else I want to jump off of real quick, though, is, like, her motivation in this movie is kind of even less fucked up, if you think about it, than her what, than what she was doing in WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. It's just that Doctor Strange and Wong worry about, like, her ability to do... What she's trying disaster to Disastrous stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, and just what she's trying to do. I will but, say like, her motivation was less fucked up, and, like, brainwashing those people for so long, like does suck but it is also kind of jarring to see her then like flat out like killing people without a second thought in this and i think (laughs) i think that's what is catching people is not the character motivation i think it's the i am now straight up an evil villainess that's going to use magic to kill people which we haven't really ever seen in the mcu like explicitly like yeah someone blows up in a building or whatever like but like she literally, well, especially shuts from Black a, a hero turned villain, that's really jarring. 
Sure. Whereas I think, and I think the thing with WandaVision too, that we're, you know, as fucked up as that show was, it doesn't present itself as fucked up. It presents itself as like this whimsical sitcom show. And like, when you well, find out- I think out, that's where people are getting confused. Exactly. Yeah. Is people are focusing on the tone and not that's the character That's another that we have to make. Because, yes. <laughs> and Marco and I have talked a little bit about this already, but just to reiterate, the another criticism was that WandaVision had a tone that is very jarring compared to WandaVision's story in this. And I don't think that at all. Like, I think WandaVision just, well, basically, like you just said, like, it presents this weird preppy sitcom-y facade. Mm-hmm. But that is just the surface level. Under yes. that, is, it's much more sinister. Um, so when you look at that, I think there's barely any discrepancy between the tone yeah. there and shifting into this movie. I think the biggest problem, honestly, is that because it's a TV show and it's a standalone piece of content, and she's the protagonist. They had to wrap it up in a way that felt narratively satisfying. And like we've talked endlessly about, the last episode is the worst episode because it just kind of ends and we go, oh, everything's mostly okay. And like, yeah, we're hinting at that she's reading from this book or whatever. But I feel like if they were allowed, and they probably weren't, but if they were allowed to finish that show and leave it in a more dark, kind of sad place, then coming into this, I think people would have less of a problem. Like, we are all very um, literate. <laughs> So, like, we have the ability to... Speak for yourself, I can't read. Yeah, we, we have the ability to, like, understand the motivation and then, like, see where this movie picks up and go, oh, yeah. You're essentially saying we're not dumb. Yes. And I, I feel bad saying that, but when I'm reading a lot of these criticisms, I'm like, do you watch media? Or do you just listen to TikToks about the show WandaVision and you don't even know what happened and you just remember that fun WandaVision song from the show WandaVision. <laughs> like, what? Like, it makes complete sense. And I get, I think the other thing people, like, find jarring is just that WandaVision is a show made by some guy and it has that some person MCU feel to it with the exception of the sitcom stuff, which is really good, but... You know who was the creator, actually? Who's the that? The director, the main creator of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I think he's the guy doing the next Star Trek movie. Yes. Cool. That, yeah, that guy. Anyway, like, and yeah, it has a very sitcom feel, except for the modern day, which feels exactly like the rest of the fucking MCU. Yeah. And I think yeah. the problem that people are having is, like, this is a movie directed by Sam Raimi, and so the villains in Sam Raimi movies are very big, crazy, over-the-top performance villains that act like monsters. And, like, that's a stylistic <laughs> choice, like you said, about having, like, a new artist. Like... Wanda doesn't look like how Wanda looks like, but she's still written with the same character motivations. So, you know, I mean, just just have a little bit of brain power, and I think I think you'll power through the, whatever criticisms you might have. Can yeah. we talk about my favorite over-the-top plot element? Yes, please. It's when Doctor Strange has to also read the book, the dark book, that I already forget oh, the name yes. of because I have no the dark memory. Gold. Yep. Yes. And then he has to shadow walk, which just is essentially possessing the body of yours in another universe. And so he has Mm -hmm. to possess a dead body of his um, that's in the universe where where Wanda is. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious because obviously he's not supposed to do that. So then there's like evil dark spirits like swirling around him the whole time. And like at one point, Rachel McAdams literally points a light at them (laughs) and shouts, go to hell or something or go back to hell. And it was 
It was my favorite moment in the whole movie, hands down. That line, hilarious. I yeah. laughed out loud so hard, <laughs> and I can't stop thinking about it. It was perfection. It's so good. <laughs> that, that whole stretch is, like, probably my favorite stretch in this movie. Like, even with the John Krasinski cameo, like... It looked he, very... He, have you guys seen Hocus Pocus? Yes. Because him in the dead body reminded me yes. so much of the dead guy in Hocus Pocus. It does. That is a very fair comparison. It was so good. But... Yeah, it just, it had that, again, just that, like, 90s camp. I was like, oh, my God, I'm here for this. When he's like, when she's like, how are you going to do it? There's not another you in that universe. And he's like, I didn't say, had to be alive. And I was like, and then the fucking zombie hand just shoots out of the grave. And I was like, hell yes, dude, are you kidding me? Straight up just Evil Dead reference now. It's so good. And then, but then even then, like, it's followed up with him, like, being like, like, I can't do this, like, the souls of the damned or whatever. And she's like. Steven, like, you are the master of the mystic arts. Like, just fucking, like, put them in line or whatever. And then he, like, takes the souls of the dam and turns it into his cape. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I was like... He looked like a dementor. I was like, this is the Doctor Strange content I'm here for. And, like, I have to say, I really like, again, like we've talked about, the character work in the first Doctor Strange movie is pretty solid. It's a nice little origin story for him. He learns a lesson. But the extent of the magic in that movie is stuff we saw in inception and also like orange lights <laughs> that's yeah. like and i i always i felt a little bit like the end of the harry potter franchise disappointed where i was like oh so we're just shooting colors at each other now like we've we were not doing anything and so what i love about this movie about that zombie scene but about this whole movie in general and a specific scene i'm sure we will want to talk about is like their use of magic and the fucked up things that they do with magic yeah. is so enjoyable to watch. And especially when it's coming out of Sam Raimi, who is a campy, schlocky horror filmmaker. I'm like, this is perfect. This is what I want yeah. magic to be in this universe. Do weird shit. Like, I don't care about orange blasts hitting people. But, like, <laughs> yeah, you possessing your dead body and using the souls of the damned as a cape? Fuck yeah. I am so here for that. Do you care more about music hitting people? Okay. <laughs> Even more, probably. Even better. That, that scene dan and i both think that's like a top five mcu fight scene really i love it did you not like it no you didn't like oh my god carol you are wrong that scene is so good you are wrong i liked them interacting until they started shooting music at each other that's the best part i loved it i loved it that was like unlike anything i preferred the souls of the damned flying and then them fighting like also on his like shadow walking body like floating in the air i liked that a lot better than the music fight to be honest the music fight was a little like too silly for me in the context and you're not most people again most people seem to have that take like for me whenever you are ever doing anything with magic the dumber you can make it the 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 further away from reality we can make it like i appreciate the imaginativeness that came up the imagination yeah yeah that's a word sure whatever i appreciate the imagination behind it the imaginativity (laughs) (laughs) yeah i appreciate that but just i i didn't need to watch it and i love danny elfman's score is like so well used there like the way it's like the, the different musical notes as they're hitting and then also when he fires the notes at him, and the other Doctor Strange is dodging them. It's just like when Spider-Man is dodging the Green Goblin's razor blades in Spider-Man 1. I was like, Sam, I saw what you did there, buddy. Like, I was there. I was there I was Gandalf 10,000 years ago. Like, I, I remember seeing that scene. I know what that is. 
I love I loved everything about this scene. It is ridiculous and campy yeah. and silly and it's so dumb, but it's like everything I want a magic fight to be. If I have to watch one more magic fight where two different colors just collide <laughs> and they just stay there and someone pushes a little bit harder and they go like I'm so sick of that like shit. It was better yeah, than like, that, sure. That that's that's all I'm looking for. Like yeah. just try stuff. Like <laughs> at, at this point I'm giving you an A try. for effort. I don't even care if it works. I just want to see something that I could not see otherwise, and at least it did that. But I also think, again, like, that is such a litmus test for this, of, like, just be prepared. Like, some weird shit is going to happen in this movie. There is going to be a literal music fight with yeah. magical flying music. And, and not, like, the music fight we talked about last week. Like, no. Like, with Flash, <laughs> where we're fighting with, by playing music. Correct. This, this movie's wild. Yeah. This movie's fucking crazy. Okay, I have one, um... I don't know if it's a complaint. I will just say I don't really know if it should have happened. Um, sure. It was when they were at the mountain that had the the evil book words written on it. And, like, mm-hmm. they found, which was, it was sick that they found and went essentially, or found, like, a monument to Wanda or, like, the Scarlet Witch, technically. That, mm-hmm. sick. Loved that. And also the twist that there were, like, the big monster things that then were, like, actually worshipping her. Awesome appreciated it but at one point Wong fell off the edge of a cliff and like tried to save himself and then didn't (laughs) and then later it was revealed that he just like very conveniently fell on this perfect sized ledge and was totally fine and came Mm -hmm. back and helped um I thought that was a little like silly like I mean obviously a lot of this movie was silly and I loved most of the silliness but that was just one thing where I was like that's a little too perfect that reminded me of uh Lord of the Rings when in Return of the King, when Gollum throws the elf bread off of the cliff, yeah, and oh, yeah. when Sam's climbing back down, he notices it on a little rocky ledge. Yeah. yeah, you know what I think it is? I think that that is plot silly, not style silly. Yes, like, yes, like yes, yes. Style silly stuff is fine, but yeah, that is a very like Wong's still here, and it's like okay. Like I would have like, rather I mean, he like actually was able to get his hook stuck onto something and like further down, and we didn't see that till sure. later because that's more plausible to me than just this like perfect gigantic cliff for him to nicely fall onto yes, and not exactly. even be hurt. Apparently, I agree. Exactly. But that's also why I don't usually have problems with this type of stuff. If there was a way, if there was a way they could have written around it, but just didn't, I forgive it. Rather than, like, if there wasn't a way to write around it, so they're just like, just believe that this happened. Like, it's kind of a plot hole at that point. Sure, sure. Okay, that's fair. If there was a way, even if they didn't take that that route, but it exists, I usually, like, forgive stupid shit like that. That's fair. That is fair. And yeah, I mean, it's just, in a movie this jam-packed, yeah, it's definitely one of those moments. I I bumped on it, too. I was like, okay, I guess. But also, like, there's no way... There's no way they were going to kill off Wong. Well, see, that was also, that that was one part where I was like, okay, in the multiverse-ness of it all, I was like, okay, Wong's dead, like, whatever. Like, I even turned to my friend and I'm like, sucks, like, when he fell initially and we didn't know he was saved, I was like, all right, he's gone, but like, I'm sure we'll see him somewhere. And then he was back. (laughs) Yeah. See, I thought they might actually kill Wong and then Doctor Strange would become the Sorcerer Supreme again. Well, that was possible, mm. but I just mean not in the way that he supposedly died, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. randomly falling off a cliff. They didn't even, like, show a close <laughs> of him falling off a cliff. You know I what know. it reminds me of is in <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness. This is such a random pull, but, like, after at the end of that movie... Hey, Benedict Cumberbatch! At the end right. of that movie, after Khan has, like, sabotaged the ship or something, and, like, 
it's it's cr- crashing and then there's like the one shot where there's like the cloud line and the ship falls beneath the cloud line oh and then it like rises back up because they got the engines working again and like the star trek theme plays and i'm like it's just it's the Whoa. back to the future 2 shot yeah like That's i'm like like there was no emotional stakes in this scene whatsoever. Like, we all knew that everything was going to be fine. When you hold on the cloud line, <laughs> what do you expect us to think is about to happen? We just cut after, like, a few minutes of holding on it. Credits. Okay, weird. That was a, that was a really weird end to the movie. It's pretty good. Fade to white. To yeah. Fade to white. <laughs> Planet of the Apes style. Yeah, just text shows up. Con took over Earth. <laughs> It's like a video game death screen. Yeah. <laughs> like the Arkham death screens. Like yeah. Khan just walks up and he starts like tormenting. Shit talking you. Yeah. Do we want to go over our predictions and what we got right and what we got wrong? Yes, yeah. we should do that. Uh, before we do that, I just want to say like, do you, do you, you, any of you guys have like a favorite Wanda kill? Because she's like a horror oh. villain in this and she has so many great kills. Okay, go for it. Mine is the Captain Carter one where she slices her with the, the shield. Very good Oof. kill. Um, I don't know if I remember any other ones specifically. Okay, so let's go over them. Okay, so mine, I will just say mine, is okay. the Black Bolt one. <laughs> that was Because hilarious. I hate the character of Black Bolt, and so when she just, like, shut his mouth, and he tried to speak and blew up his own head, I was like, <laughs> yes, thank you, get this fucker <laughs> off the screen. Why do you hate him? Because his power, Carol, is that he wears a tuning fork on his head, <laughs> and when he speaks, shockwaves come out and vaporize people or something. Mm. And also, he's a part of the Inhumans, which are the worst superhero team ever in the history of superheroes. Fuck Black Bolt. Okay. Fuck him. Blackagar Boltagon. (laughs) What a stupid name. Fuck him. I'm glad he's dead. Okay. Okay, so then the other ones were uh, Mr. Fantastic gets, like... like, Turned to spaghetti. Yeah, he gets pulled (laughs) apart, basically. Like like Play-Doh. Professor X... Ooh, that, the the next snap in the mindscape. Oh yeah, she just she oh just snaps his neck, yeah, that was but, pretty badass. Oh, yeah. That so was she cool. snaps his neck in his mind. And that was dope. It's yeah. like psychosomatic, so he actually mm-hmm. dies. That it's like really if cool. you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Exactly, because yeah, your heart can't take it or whatever. Because <laughs> um, your mind makes it real. <laughs> died of a broken heart. Yeah, broken neck. More she like. lost the will to live. And then, how did Captain Marvel die? Because she was like. Captain Marvel was the only one that really, like, actually fought with her and mm-hmm. was able to stand up to her, like, powers-wise. I remember yeah. she was, like, flying around her and being like, it's my world, and she's like, no, it's not, and then she died, but I don't remember how. I think she, she might have crushed her with something. Yeah, I vaguely remember like something big falling rock. on her. Yeah. yeah, okay, I think that was just a more traditional superhero. I think there was, like, a statue that fell on her. That's what, That's it, was. what it was. Yeah, the there was a statue in the building. Lobby statue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So that being said, I'd say Patrick Stewart favorite? then. Matrix yeah. death. I love that when he's like he's reaching out to her and just this red cloud on the white landscape. Yeah. I was like, when that scene happened, I was like, God, this movie is so beautiful to look at. Like just the colors, the vibrancy, the wildness of it all. Like, come on. Or when she came out after killing all the Ultron bots and was covered in oil, but like it looks like blood. But like that's how they got around. Like having her be covered in blood like yeah. an actual horror movie because it has to be pg-13 i was like what a cool choice like that looks it's so like, cool it's like in promising young woman when uh she has ketchup on her yeah. yes like that's exactly what it, i was ah, great <laughs> what a great movie okay wait actually right, before yeah. we get into our predictions what the fuck is up with shirley's throne who is she oh okay yeah should we talk about those post-credits <laughs> sure also wanda dies question mark she's definitely not dead because she has more movies on her contract but 
But it, yeah, it'll probably be like an alternate. She sacrificed herself in this universe. <laughs> or maybe like maybe it'll be like the Phoenix thing, where like the Scarlet Witch part of her died or something, and she's really gonna be alive, and she'll have to make do, like rectify the situation. Yeah, and, possibly I don't know, something like that. Yeah, it's too bad that she does have more movies on her contract because I would be fine with this being her arc, like the resolution of her character. The end of it. Yeah. I think it was serviceable. Like it, I, it was unexpected for yeah. sure. But you get the doc, the Doctor Octopus. I will not die a monster. Oh yeah, that's another comparison <laughs> from Spider Man Two. She basically died the same way. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I think I agree. I mean, her seeing her kids and how they're afraid of her and that sort of emotional scene. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. this is really this works. It was nice. Um, but yeah, I, I assume knowing them that she's gonna come back somehow and actually end up being a hero or something. Or maybe she'll introduce mutants. Maybe she'll do the House of M thing. That probably yeah. That 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 probably we'll see. That that might play into it a little bit. Anyway, so now, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, go. I was for just it. gonna say because now all of the mutants in quotes that have ever been introduced in the MCU are currently dead. We just got Professor X. He immediately died, <laughs> and now both Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver are all dead. So they have to like. How else are they gonna integrate these? Yeah, it's gotta mutants? be. If they don't already have, like, a mutant character to start off with, right? These so. muties. How are they going to integrate these goddamn <laughs> that's, muties? That's racist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, to, and then just to touch on the post-credits. Yeah, so the character's name is Clea, or Cleo, or... Clea? Clea, I don't know. C-L-E-A. <laughs> Carol, I gotta be honest with you. This was the first time in a post-credits scene where I felt like they're normal people. Because <laughs> normally a post-credits <laughs> scene happens... Normally a post credit scene happens, and I'm like, oh, that's this character from this, and that means they're setting up that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. But, like... No, here's how it usually goes down, okay? A po- post credit scene happens, the whole group of us go to see it, Marco's, like, somewhere in the middle of all of us. Yeah. We watch the scene, and then all the heads turn towards the center, towards where Marco's sitting, to be like, can you explain what just happened? Yeah. And the same thing happened with this one, and my response was, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> what that was yes so we looked it up after the fact and apparently it's just continuing on the dormammu storyline from the first movie so Mm. clea is related to dormammu somehow i think i think she's her or his daughter yeah that's what it said in the comics and also she eventually becomes like dr strange's wife um they end up getting married and stuff so nice little romance subplot there um i will say though interestingly people have theorized because Dormammu in the first Doctor Strange was voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch and so people have theorized like what if the dark dimension is a universe where the Doctor Strange in that universe just went fully evil and he's but then he can't marry his daughter well no 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 I mean like (laughs) but like maybe she's not actually related to him in that oh yeah you know because that's just (laughs) so how Dormammu is like a like a space entity how does he have like a humanoid I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like uh, the Wizard of Oz, you know? It's all smoke and mirrors. Maybe he's oh. like, there's, actually a, there's a real person somewhere. Oh, so maybe behind the Dormammu curtain was just a Doctor Strange thing yeah. there? That's possible. Possible. I mean, he voiced the character, so it's not impossible. Actually, but... another Wizard of Oz tie. Sam Raimi directed the Wizard of Oz <laughs> reboot that sucks. Oz the Great and Powerful? Yeah. All right, predictions? Predictions. Carol, yeah, you're I'll up first. first. You went first on this list. So just, we should say for all the listeners, even though we have no proof of this, but on this Google Doc, it says last edit was three well, we days can... ago. <laughs> and Is there we... any way we can post this with, like, created on this date or whatever? You Maybe think we'll they won't believe us? <laughs> I don't know. We just were wrong us. enough that I think, I mean, at least I that's, was, that's true. I think it's believable. We'd probably make ourselves be more right if we made this up, right? Yeah. Sure. 
We start um, tweaking our predictions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like typing as I'm reading. Yeah, right now. <laughs> we, should have, we should have posted this before the movie. Yeah, we fucking yeah, we're, whatever. We're, we're so bad at this podcast. But Listen, just believe us that there's Google we edit history. All right, we can see exactly when everything was written. Oh. Yeah, we don't worry. We can see whatever. We can... <laughs> trust us. <laughs> Last anyway. edit three days ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I... And, yeah wrote that Andrew Garfield would ma- was, will make an appearance. This is more a hope than a prediction. I was obviously very wrong, very upset. Um, the bald man from the X-Men will be in it because it was basically in the trailer. I was right. Ding, ding, ding. Um, and then I, <laughs> my third point is, as I'm trying to write this, I realize I have no thoughts because I don't even remember the last Doctor Strange movie. Also, correct. Um, and then I have Wong dies question mark, oh, which you were almost right, almost yeah, right. Almost. But then he found that magical cliff. Um, is that why that's so, why you hate the scene that's so why much? You're so upset because it proved your prediction. Because <laughs> it was almost my one correct thing. Yeah. Um, and then I have we'll see all of the Avengers at some point question mark even if it's just a flashback question mark this one is just a crazy idea for fun obviously didn't happen which honestly is for the best well um, we saw the Illuminati I mean they had some that's Avengers that's not what I meant team. though I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to help you out Carol I'm trying to give you one no it's I'm totally like okay with being wrong in this instance I'm, right. I really wasn't expecting anything out of this for myself um, and then I have Shang-Chi will show up because um, I was getting drinks with my friends before watching this and one of my friends brought up that he thought that just because of how Wong was at the end of Shang-Chi. But obviously right. that also did not happen. Um, and that's okay. That was it. Because nice. yeah, as I said, I really didn't have neat. anything. <laughs> yeah. The Shang-Chi one especially was a really strong, like that could have... I'll tell Joey. That should have <laughs> nice. happened, yeah. All right. So uh, my predictions were split into two categories, uh, plot and cameos. So for plot, point number one. Uh, Kevin Feige has explained that the events of Loki are what allow the multiverse to now be blown open, which is why the spell going wrong in Spider-Man worked that way to actually bring the characters in uh, and whatnot. I think this movie will be about Doctor Strange trying to reconsolidate the multiverse back into a single universe to avoid a second multiversal war, because the first one was referenced in Loki. Uh, totally not what happened. <laughs> Big and correct for me, uh... although that sounds like it would be a pretty good movie, but fuck me. Uh... <laughs> Maybe okay. some other time. Yeah, no Kang in this. No Kang. They're... Nothing. No ties to Loki, surprisingly. Yeah. Which, is, Wanda... that is very surprising, actually. But I, yeah. Well, this movie was originally two hours and 45 minutes long, and they cut a lot of stuff out, so maybe Ooh. they were in there at some point, but hmm. who knows? I'm not trying to start to release the Raimi cut, <laughs> but, you know, I would be excited this is to see the Raimi cut. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> the actual Raimi cut. The director's cut. Yeah. Uh, point number two, I think Wanda will be on Edge of Good and Evil, but ultimately I think she will run into an evil variant of herself, one that didn't turn good at the end of WandaVision, question mark, and by the end of the movie, her arc will be centered around becoming fully good again. Elizabeth Olsen has mentioned numerous times how much she wants to adapt the House of M storyline, where Wanda says no more mutants and wipes them off the face of the earth. I think in this movie, we will encounter the evil Wanda variant who already did this in her universe, and Wanda will do the opposite of this to create mutants in our universe did not happen whatsoever so. some of that was right though i mean she was definitely evil yeah there was an evil no wanda edge, in this yeah. movie. <laughs> she was on the edge of good and evil for the end of it and then she redeemed herself that's fair i guess that did technically happen thank you uh okay point number three i think the version of the illuminati that we see in this movie will be a group of people who previously formed to stop the original multiversal war uh no they just are people from a universe that killed thanos in that universe yeah. unfortunately 
I think they are now recruiting Doctor Strange. Nope. And he will ultimately become the leader they of the team. killed him, actually. <laughs> uh, I think this movie will serve as the, ori- as the original Crisis did in the DC Comics universe. It'll consolidate a bunch of universes and end up with the multiverse being closed again. However, because we know for a fact some version of Prof X is in the Illuminati from the trailers, I think this is what will cause Wanda to create mutants in the MCU as she'll realize how important they are. Yeah, again, none of that. Uh, I'm just getting, <laughs> getting way too nerdy about this stuff. This movie is way too simple. Uh, yeah. Okay, these are my cameo You really mega-minded this. <laughs> I really, I really, again, I think we're all just in like the, when's Mephisto going to show up? Like, and meanwhile, they're just making, they're just like, we're making a fun movie. So, which is great. <laughs> which is totally great. Okay, my cameo predictions. Point number one. Although Professor X is in the movie for sure, I am sticking by my theory that this is Professor X from the 90s animated universe. Why else would they announce they're bringing that show back? Every Disney Plus show is canon at this point, and if that's the case, they're definitely going to bring back that classic theme. All of that was correct. All of that was correct. Go me. Point number two. I think Haley Atwell will definitely have a cameo as Captain Carter. I mean, she's come back to reprise the role for way less cool shit, and this way she could be face-to-face with a certain someone. See point four. Didn't Most that was right. Yeah. Most that was right. Point three. I think it is likely we'll see the two Spider Boys back again, even if it's more of a brief cameo than they had. Uh, nope, definitely did not happen. Point number four. I wouldn't be surprised if we see multiple versions of the Fantastic Four. I think we'll see the entire original team in some sort of cameo. And I think Chris Evans, Johnny Storm will hit you on Captain Carter. You know they couldn't actually do that, right? They a hundred percent could have. have. That, no, that would have been a cute that, yes, cameo. they a hundred percent could have. I'm unclear. There's no way you could explain that. That would just break my brain. Listen, they could have just been a scene where they were tumbling through multiverses and they get to one. There's one where they're paint for fuck's sake. They could have got to one where it's the bad fantastic horror movie. Chris Evans as a totally different superhero. Fuck it. Anyway. Oh, and there's also a universe where they're animated, which absolutely opens the door for the Spider-Verse crossover eventually. Bingo, bang. And they confirmed that our universe is 616, which is awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah, that yeah, was a bunch of nerds said that in my theater. <laughs> At one point, there was like a pause. It's like, what universe number is this? And you could hear people go, 616! And then they said it, and they were yeah. like, yeah! Hell yeah, we got one. Um, we got one. Uh, I'm unclear on who will be the Reed Richards in the Illuminati. I don't think it will be the guy from the old movies, but I also strongly believe all the Illuminati members we are going to see are going to be variant versions of the characters, i.e. they won't stay in the MCU proper. They'll just grandfather in the idea of these characters existing. So based on that, if it's not the guy from the original movies, I'm going to go on a long shot here and say maybe Marvel does stunt cast John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. People have asked for that for years, especially if he's just playing a variant version of the character and not one in the MCU proper. Why not? Also, the Fantastic Four movie they're making just lost its director. Maybe that director was never on the movie and it was all a marketing scheme to hide the fact that John Krasinski could be the MCU read and directing that movie. So, you know, part of that remains to be seen, but he was the <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Yep. Point number five. <laughs> oh, boy. I think we could have some sort of tumbling through dimensions scene where we see a bunch of old footage of certain people, Affleck as Daredevil, Hulk 2003, Ghost Rider, etc. I don't think they would get any of those people back for speaking roles, but Doctor Strange could totally fall through a dimension and be like, what is this? Obviously, uh, that did not happen. So wrong. Nope. <laughs> number six, super duper long shot, but I think we could see an entire variant Avengers team made up of what-if casting, like Tom Cruise as Tony Stark, John Krasinski as Captain America, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Sorry, Tom Hiddleston as Thor. He was okay. second up to play Thor. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, Emily Blunt as Black Widow. So yeah, just to be clear, so um, Tom Cruise famously was almost Captain was al- was almost um, Tony Stark in the nineties. Oh, I would have fucking hated that. I would have been so good, Carol. <laughs> uh, 
John Krasinski was runner-up to play Captain America, and he lost the part to Chris Evans. Uh, Tom Hiddleston was runner-up to play Thor, and he lost the part to Chris Hemsworth, but he became Loki, which, good for him. Uh, and Emily Blunt was offered the part of Black Widow and turned it down. And it went to Scarlett Johansson. So I thought maybe we would get all those peeps back. I for think a, John a Krasinski would thing. be a better Captain America than Reed Richards. I agree. I would much rather see I him also agree with that, but... but... I mean... We'll take him where we can get him. It would be so hard because <laughs> sure. Chris Evans was, like, the perfect Captain America. Yeah, yeah. no, obviously but Chris Evans was better, but I'm just saying. I do, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I often think about a what-if where... Like, I just... I'd love to see what that would have looked like. I think it would have been cool. But, yeah, I agree. I'm glad that, obviously, Chris Evans became so definitive in the role. All right, Dan. All right. You're up. Mine's more in paragraph form, by the way, so we're just going to have to compare as we go. Go for it. Uh, okay, so after the stress of the events of WandaVision, Loki, and No Way Home, on the multiverse, it will start to spill into the main MC reality. Doctor Strange will have to attempt to control it and also enter the tear that leads to a weird interdimensional no-man's land where he will meet the Illuminati. So as we've already discussed, that's not really correct at all. He will also be turned on to the idea of the multiverse from his old pal Mordo. Not really at all. Not really. He meets Mordo in the multiverse, there, yeah. but... It's a different Mordo. Yes. Uh, that was surprising, by the way. The only Mordo that we saw in this movie was not even the same Mordo mm-hmm. from the first movie. How about that effect, though, where the screen just stretched and everything got wobbly? What do you mean? Remember after he poisoned them and, like, uh, <laughs> oh, the, the image just stretched and everyone was like, ooh. Yeah. And I was like, is this a That was, that was very a fresh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, along the way, or as a result of some accident, he will get a quick montage-style glimpse of the realities of other select previous Marvel properties. More on that below. We really wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> and they will officially be recognized as multiversal canon. Okay. So I just want to address, even though we didn't get that, I think this movie officially does imply Everything's that canon. everything Marvel has made live action is now technically canon. I agree. Even if it's not shown in this movie. So I'm going to count that as kind of right. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, we don't get the montage, but the rest is right. I also think that no matter... Oh, this is basically what I just said. No matter which properties are shown, it'll imply... Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Okay. While Doctor Strange will try to sew the multiverse back together, Wanda will team up with Mordo. No. And try to unleash it. Also, Doctor Strange of... doesn't even try to tie the multiverse back together at all, really. Yeah, we really thought this movie was going to be about, like, the multiverse, like, being broken and expanded. It's yeah, really it not that whatsoever. Yeah. It wasn't like in No Way Home where it's uh, invading yeah. reality. It's yeah. different. So that's wrong, but she does try to unleash it because of her lost hope in this reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Strange will have to call upon the help of interdimensional Marvel characters, old and new, more on that below to contain it. He does call upon the help of new interdimensional Marvel characters, so mm-hmm. I guess it's sure. part, half right. right. <laughs> yeah. I think the movie will end in a place that looks to continue the multiverse concept going forward, obviously yes, Yeah. either with some multiversal, multiversal tears surviving or with a method of traveling to and communicating with other realities and their inhabitants we kind of have that because we have america America chavez Mm -hmm. uh i think the most likely unconfirmed characters to show up are the rebooted x-men characters we got one of them in the cameo montage uh maybe to help dr strange tom cruise's iron man as a member of the interdimensional illuminati nope once again we didn't get that didn't get that some form of reed richards on the illuminati yes Either a 2005 version, no, or a new version played by one Jonathan Krasinski. Also, yes. I love oh, that yeah. you wrote Jonathan Krasinski. I love using people's full names when they have shortened names. <laughs> it's funny. And probably Black Bolt from the Inhumans movie for Preston. Okay, what's he How from... How the fuck did you get that? Yeah, I was Was he from the, the movie, though? I didn't watch the movie. So yes, it's the same actor. Okay, so that was right. Yeah. Sweet. 
the 2005 Fantastic Four will probably, or sorry, possibly show up in the in the cameo montage as well as maybe 2003 Daredevil, but I doubt that they'll affect the plot at all. Uh, it didn't happen at all, so whatever. Captain Carter will almost definitely show up. Yep. Yes. Hopefully in a significant role. Mm-hmm. Eh, kind of. <laughs> we may see glimpses of alternate futures from the what-if episodes. We definitely did. Yeah. Uh, I think this will be an MCU movie that changes the status quo of the over, overarching story going forward, pretty much. This movie may set up the next iteration of the Avengers, be it that the Illuminati is that next iteration, a multiversal Avengers team forms, or the X-Men and or Fantastic Four become the new team replacement for that type of ensemble film going forward. None of that really So we didn't really talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. The movie doesn't address that, but we should end this episode with kind of predicting where that next, like, that next phase of team-up movie may go. Like, do we think we're going to keep getting Avengers movies, or... I don't think so. No. I, I also don't think so. I don't... I mean, they haven't talked about that at all, which is also why I don't think so. I think they would have announced And also, like, they've been Avengers making... Uh, they were making Avengers movies for, what, 10, 15 years? Like, yeah, and there's five kind of fleshed there's out. There's basically five. Yeah. Yeah. With Civil War, right? I mean, yeah. Well, I got, even though, like, imagine... not like the non-Avengers movies that starred the Avengers still felt pretty Avengers-y and there was usually like mm. one other one in there so even though they weren't like an Avengers movie quote-unquote there was like yeah, like a... Civil War is an Avengers movie yeah exactly so there were like <laughs> yeah. a lot of them yeah no I think um I really think they could like do the X-Men as just the next as the next team, team up but maybe just have like separate movies about separate characters and you can have an now like it's oh this is so cool you could have an x-men movie that just has other non-mutant people helping the team yeah but the x-men is just like the official team yeah totally or uh, and if you wanted to do let's say fantastic four because they are making a fantastic four movie there's tons of characters that have worked with the fantastic four spider-man is very famous for doing lots of stuff with the fantastic four so you could also build a a team up around the fantastic four as well so yeah, there's tons of options. I think one of those two teams for sure. If I had to guess, I would say X-Men. But currently there's actually like nothing in any production schedule about X-Men whatsoever. And we actually know they are making a Fantastic Four movie. So, you know, but I, I don't think that disqualifies the fact that they will do X-Men shit. It's just they're taking their time with it, which is fine. Give it some space. We've just seen a bunch of crap X-Men content. We can, <laughs> can wait a little bit and get some good stuff. It's no big deal. Yeah. You know what I think? I think rather than phase one to three being like the building of one central team i think phases four to whatever six or whatever the next group of phases is going to be i think it's going to focus on building multiple teams yeah and these teams like getting to work with and getting to know each other more than just the greater the larger group of all of the current mcu characters Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. it'll be more uh segmented than before if i had to guess in terms of my like yeah, end of phase six. What is the long con of this era of the MCU? Which, as we've said, none of us really care about because just do weird, fun shit. Yeah. But in terms of whatever they're going to do, I would have to imagine that what we're building towards as an Avengers Endgame level event is going to be Secret Wars. And I would imagine that, yes, we're going to build all these separate teams. And then when we get to that, which, by the way, like Secret Wars is the story where basically all the multiverses collide and it's this big full out war type mm-hmm. thing. Um, I would think that's where we would get the formation of the 616 multi or Illuminati. So, like, we'll mm. flesh out Fantastic Four, and we'll flesh out X-Men, and Guardians are still doing their thing. Yeah, I was going to say the Guardians are still around, right? Yeah, and, and... Not then, for long, though. 
Well, yeah, because James Gunn said this is the last one, but like it's possible no offense, that those... thank God I'm so over Chris Pratt. Yeah, me too. I, <laughs> yeah. I really am. When he showed up in the Thor trailer, I was like, uh, yeah. okay, you're here. Mario. Mario himself. <laughs> Mario and Garfield, the two greatest Italian characters of all time. Um, Garfield's Italian? Ow. He likes lasagna. I don't know. So, um, so no, he's not. I'm just fucking around. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to build out the Secret Wars. I think we're going to get the 616 Illuminati. I think that's going to be the big thing of like bringing all these people together. And, by the way, all the cameos that we didn't fucking get in this movie, we are gonna definitely get in Secret Wars. Mark my goddamn words, Affleck is coming back as Daredevil, Eric Bana is coming back as the Hulk, fucking the old Fantastic Four, everyone's coming back for Secret Wars. Everyone. Okay, Nothing but is by the time they get there, will everyone be alive? You know what, they'll just but film like... their scenes beforehand. <laughs> no, they'll just use archive footage. Yeah, archive footage. Um, <laughs> but how's that gonna work, though? Because, again, like, we can't have two characters be the same character but look different. Unless they just break the rule. I mean, you know, they, no. like it's possible they'll just break the rule at some point. But as of right now, that's what's been established. But if they break the rule, then... But wait a minute. <laughs> they already have broke the rule because Toby and Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I guess well, that rule is already... Because... But that's allowed because of the Spider-Verse, right? I think it's all just the same shit. I think it's all supposed to be the same idea. It's all just multiverse. Well, is that supposed to imply that Andrew Garfield is what Tom Holland will look like in like 10 years and then 10 years later they'll look like like Toby? So he's going to get better looking and then worse? Yeah. (laughs) Is that what's going on? Yeah. Or are they just different people? I think they're just... I I mean, that obviously... We were all perfectly willing for that rule to be broken. Also, the rule hadn't been established. That's yet, fair. Now so. that the rule's established, if they just break it in the future, it'll then be weird. Whatever. But... I mean, whatever. If it means we get Affleck back as Daredevil, like <laughs> I will, I will be there to see it in theaters, and Evanescence will show up and play the song live, and uh, live in the theater. In the theater, they will play it at every like showing. A play? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. No, but I think I do think like. I think part of the reason they were so they showed so much restraint with cameos in this movie is because we are gonna get more crazy ass cameos down the line in other multiverse shit. Speaking of cameos, we forgot to talk about the other post credit scene. Yes, uh, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, who is also in the movie, by the way. Love yeah. him. Love Bruce it's the Sam Raimi movie, so of course he has a cameo. Yeah. Wait, and, do we know uh, who that is? It's just a Bruce hot dog Campbell? bender. Yeah, but the actor. Bruce oh, Campbell. okay, sure. He's. Yeah, yeah, it's just or a not hot a dog hot dog vendor. vendor. Sorry, a pizza ball vendor. I apologize. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. Eric Andre style. I love the fact that they're committed to the mid credit scene being plot important and the post credit scene just being like a joke. Just laugh at. <laughs> like I'm totally fine. I think with that, that started with the Guardians of the Galaxy with the Howard the Duck. Uh, yes. Post credit yeah. scene. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that's sort of like where that formula was kind of established. And to a certain extent, the first Avengers because oh, yeah, the show yeah, that's right. scene at the end. But what a good run, eh? Spider-Man: No Way Home, The Batman, and Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Great. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Nice trilogy of movies. Okay. Unfortunately, we had the Disney Plus shows sprinkled in there between. Them, and Morbius. But... And Morbius. But yeah, um, I didn't see Morbius. I didn't see Morbius either. Uh, I just want to say before we leave, we talked about like how much we love Sam Raimi directing this and all the fun and whatever. But but I would be remiss. If I didn't mention that we got more of his weird montage dissolves in <laughs> yeah. this movie, where like a character's face will just be like in the background and then it'll like come into the forefront and like lots I just, of masking, lots of masking. It's so weird that he still does this, but I kind of love it. It's the only thing I think that I 
ironically enjoyed about the movie like pretty much everything else i was just like yeah i'm here for it it's campy it's fun i'm legitimately having a good experience that was the only thing i like ironically was like this fucking guy and i just but i had a good laugh about it yeah oh i was laughing at it yes which is fine like it was hilarious yes a hundred percent i think he knew that well i know it's like his signature I, that's what I, I think he like probably started doing it as like a low budget filmmaker and it's now just it's like, just it's like it's kind of funny yeah it's just yeah. a funny a thing that he does this. yeah for sure but the best example of it of course is in spider-man one when there's a bunch of newspaper clippings about spider-man <laughs> and then toby Maguire just walks into frame like this and then he just puts his mask on and then turns and walks out of frame it's great a nice visual gag to end the podcast that they can't see yeah that's okay look up the scene he'll know what i'm talking about <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the feature-length podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you liked this video or audio. Give us a rating and review if the platform you're listening to us on allows that. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes of the podcast, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the bell to be notified when we post a new video, or follow the podcast on Spotify. If you want to connect with us directly, you can follow us on Instagram at feature-length-podcast, or even send us an email at feature-length-podcast at gmail.com. Catch you on the flip side.